Whew. Man. Um, Not the best. Well, it... Well, we should say real quick, he's you, you are going to sound a little bit different. Welcome to Post 90 Podcast. Um, mm-hmm. He's feeling a little bit under the weather and immediately just blew whatever you got right at me. So <laughs> I may not be sounding great soon either. Yeah, and this is the first time that uh, that we've said, uh, let's just start recording before the game ends. That hasn't happened in a long time. It takes a lot. Typically, it, it only happens when a, a game is fully out of reach and we're men that do believe in miracles um but we've seen them yeah we've seen we've all seen them and and this one is surely out of reach at this point um i don't think there were was an nycfc fan that thought uh it was going to go this way tonight i don't i don't think there were probably a lot of neutrals that would have even thought uh it would have went this way tonight no i mean um you know thinking about early Early on in the day, when we first found out that, you know, we saw the Barraza jersey up instead of the the Sean Johnson, um, we, we thought that Gloucester may be starting. We were like, you know, what is Cushing taking this too lightly for? I mean, this mm-hmm. is Darby. Uh, we said to here the last time we recorded that this was a very very important game to him, regardless of the fact, you know, that it's Red Bulls or the competition or whatever it is. I mean, we we stated that this was going to be a huge game for us. Um, and for him so you know coming out of this with you know one less player available you know i I think it might carry over because it's a it's a i think regardless of of any governing body uh making a decision on whether or not it should carry over somewhere i think the club um should have something to say to tiago who we're talking about about uh the headbutt yeah, probably an internal suspension, if if nothing else. Something. I, think. I mean, you you texted and you said send him down to NYCFC two for a couple games. Like. Yeah, and it, and it sucks because in that game early on, it was like he he was making he was the only player really making any impact or causing bringing any chances into into the team, um, even if it was a half chance or no chance at all. Um, and it sucks because I was kind of battling you to say, you know, he shouldn't be subbed off. Santi should because mm-hmm. Santi is the one who's on the yellow, yellow card. Yep. Basically hinting at the fact that it's it's more likely that Santi sent off than, than yeah. Tiago, and then Tiago does what he, what he does, which is stupidly, you know, lets, lets the game and the ref and everything like that get to you and, and have a moment of madness. It's, you know, I understand if we were trailing. Like, it, like, like I was telling you, if Keaton had gone through somebody, you know, while we're two nil down, three nil down, I really wouldn't care. <laughs> I really, I would cheer it on actually. Um, but when we're one nil down, chasing the game, that's not the time. And, mm-hmm. and like, it's such a stupid situation too, where he, you know, he walked away from the guy. Yeah, and, and then he in, came back to in it. the first place. You kind of appeared to kick out at him. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, obviously they're gonna blow that up to try to get you out of there. That probably Audios. sounded. I'm, I mean, I'm so sorry if you have headphones <laughs> in. I just punched um, uh, the spring on our mic. <laughs> but you know, it's like obviously they're gonna blow that out of proportion to try to get you angry, to try to get you a yellow card. The ref was already showing at that point he was very willing to give us cards, um, very unwilling to give the Red Bulls cards. And so, you know, obviously they're gonna blow that out of proportion and try to get you out of the game, and you you literally played into their hand. Yeah, I think somebody that we we often talk about on this podcast because you know he has 
you know, a big enough voice in the, the Twitter world um, that is NYCFC. Uh, and for sure has always interacted with us as Tommy. And he was talking about, um, aside from the fact that the ref, uh, it appeared from the beginning of the match, was in over his head, had lost control. It started as early as Tati. I mean, we should have had a within pen. Within minutes, within minutes. We should have had a, we should have had a pen. And uh, that's a whole different discussion um, where they talk about, oh, players flop too much, so stay up and like you can still get the call. Tati was punished for not flopping there. Right. Yeah. So that's a whole nother thing. Um, but aside from the fact of the issue with the ref, uh, Tommy was mentioning uh, our issue with leadership on the field. Um, obviously not having Sean. Yeah. Chano held the captain's band. And uh, I didn't think anything more of it until I saw his tweet um, later in the game with Tiago. But... Uh, it, it made me think about how when all the arguing was going on with Santi, uh, my brain was like, who's the captain? Oh, yeah, it's Chano. Where is Chano? Where is um, he? Because you see uh, Keaton, Tati, uh, Santi, and uh, Alfredo, I think, losing their cool, completely losing their cool when Keaton gets that card. And I was just like, is there somebody that's going to, like, they might all Gather get them. dissension yeah. for this, or dissent. Yeah, uh, and, and Heber trying his best to just remove Tiago from the situation so I mean, he doesn't he get further Tiago fines literally and everything. By the neck. I've never I mean I've never seen him act like that. It's just it's insane. And yeah, those character. are the moments that you need a strong captain. Um you know Yeah, in that situation is, is Sean necessarily going. sprinting up the field to get there pro- honestly probably he, I've we've pro- I think we've seen it before. Mm-hmm. Um but Chano has got to he's got to be in there doing something and you know well, it's Get, like the not not arguing, but literally removing players so that we're not you know building up these yellow cards. Like you said, Santi could have gotten a red for a second yellow. Um, it's rare that you see two yellows for the same thing. Exactly. When it's yeah. sent, but when he's being swarmed all game, I mean, you kind of you understand those little calls. Um, but what we what we really don't understand is the entire body of work. And like you were saying over text, it's like at some point. These refs have to have to literally sit down and be like, okay, this is the decision that you made. It's same like it, it's like VAR for a player, but mm. for a ref, it's like. And how does this you you literally decided to make this decision based off of this, and this was your view. Go and watch film based off of this this camera angle. This is your view. You were right in front of it. How where do you see what you called? Mm-hmm. How do you where do you see that Keaton touched anything but the ball? You know, where do I you hope see they that? Do that? Like, or or the um the foul on Tiago. It's like, oh, he's looking for it. Yeah, people look for fouls. Like that yeah. that that's not written in the in the rule book. If a player wants to be fouled, I think everyone would love a free kick at the edge of the box. Yeah, everyone. If you polled all twenty two players, and the Red Bulls like, got enough of them, uh, I think I'd like a. <laughs> I mean, if if I had the option, I think I'd like a free kick at the edge of the box. Yeah. personally, I mean, I'd, I'd look for that in the game too. It's crazy. But it's not written into the rule. It's a foul, it's a foul. If it's not, it's not. I think it's, I don't know, I just, I don't even know how he was assigned. Um, based on, the like you said, the body of work that we saw in this game, I don't know how he was assigned to a game uh, of this magnitude. You know, I'm not trying to blow it up like this is one of the, the biggest games ever or anything like that. But it's like, hey, this is a, a New York derby um, in a... a 
U.S. Soccer Federation, whatever you want to call it, the U.S. Open Cup, um, a playoff game, uh, a one and done. Um, in you know what the MLS would consider one of the biggest markets that they want to attack in uh, in the country, and I don't fumbled. know to, to have that happen. It is a it is a it's massive a full fumble. fumble, but that's not you know all of that about the ref is true mm-hmm. and more, but. At the same time, you saw it in the, the beginning of the game. There was so much space everywhere for our attackers and our players to exploit. They didn't. We weren't. We weren't smart on the ball. We didn't take our chances. We were poor defensively. We left Barraza, which he made a, a few mistakes, but we left him naked and afraid back there. Mm-hmm. There was a lot that we could have done on our end to fix the problems and to overcome the ref. But it was literally like we were playing 2v1. Yeah. The entire game. Yeah, so, if you haven't heard any any uh, much older episodes since NYCFC has been on a great run um, from us talking about dark times, we're, we're definitely the guys to uh, tell it like it is related to refereeing, but also related to uh, the team's form. And, and like you said, it, it wasn't good, and we cannot just blame it on the refs. Yeah, I just, uh, real quick, I want to interject with something that I just found out. Um, the game ended with a double red card. So, so two red cards, one to uh, Tom Edwards, a defender for the Red Bulls, and the other two, Maxi Morales, somehow. <laughs> somehow Maxi gets sent off in the end. Um, we're obviously, like we said, we're recording this, uh, having not seen probably majority of stoppage time mm-hmm. i think after that third goal is when we decided I th- yeah to get i in think here. the 93rd minute is when uh um, this started rolling so yeah so no maxi as well possibly um if that if there is that rule that you know it's a domestic cup so it may roll over i don't know if that's true i feel like it's that could not, be fully yeah. fifa knowledge who knows <laughs> i have no idea i think um, we're good i i think though like we said like tiago probably shouldn't play and and maxi um Maxi, I'll he, let him he, roll. He also probably shouldn't, just based on the pure volume of games. Um, but then, you know, Philly is Philly's what Philly. I, I would say. We were having conversations whether Philly, as a regular season game this weekend, was as big as the game we were playing right now. Um, well, they're all big, and it's it's a situation where we were, we've were we been spoiled for a while with the results um, going our way. But even like I told you, it was like, you know, we scored whatever it was, three goals in the span of four games. Mm-hmm. Um, we were getting results. We were hot in that sense, but we really, as a team, we were not hot. Yeah. Um, and then we have the coaching switch after a break. So I, I expected, you know, not to have a win last week. Mm-hmm. I, I expected that. I think the draw was amazing to come back. I agree with Christian that it wasn't, uh, you know, a disappointing result. Yeah, I think I would say the same. You know, fully, I, I was expecting way worse than that. Mm-hmm. Come, like historically, off the break, we're we're bad. Yep. We have a coaching change. We have you know all of these things stacked against us. Mm-hmm. So that was a good result. But you know, going back to our form, especially in this game, it doesn't look good for Cushing. Yeah, it doesn't look good to lose in a derby. It doesn't look good to have players losing their head. It doesn't look good to you know, make the defensive, offensive mistakes that we did today. Um, and to roll out there with the lineup that you did roll out there with. Right, because you were, you were essentially saying, you know, you're essentially with your lineup saying you're looking past somebody. Not, mm-hmm. you know, with the Chanel start that had to happen, you know, there's 
things going on with with the um, Tiago that knows how to keep his head. Um, and but the but the Barraza thing doesn't really make sense. Mm-mm. You know, I, if you want to give Sean a break for the one game that he played with the U.S. Um, and then the one game that he played with us, I mean, sure. I think it was a little bit of a English mindset thing. You know how they. I mean, unless barring getting to like a final, sometimes so like so City, for example, like you'll you'll see Stefan play through all most not if not all of the FA Cup matches, um, regardless of what a, a tough semifinal quarterfinal matchup might look like. Yeah. And then the finals, you know, you get there and you slot in all the big dogs because it's time. Maybe to Maybe it'll come out that like Ronnie promised Barraza that this was his tournament mm-hmm. and he was going to play every single game. That yeah. may in in. Nick Cushing was like, I'll honor it. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to disrupt or, or disturb, you know, what's going on in this locker room. That could be true. I honestly, I didn't even thought about that. Because mm-hmm. um, that's, that is something it's, it's, that you yeah, see overseas. Yeah, fairly possible. Um, so, I mean, I hope that's the case. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, the, the organization, um, you know, he really, when things were getting hot, he wasn't out there. Like, remember Ronnie, I think it was like his first game or one of his first games, he, he was shoving players. Mm-hmm. Where Nick Cushion was high, like on the touchline somewhere. Mm-hmm. I yeah, know. I think at this as we uh, talk about uh, Cushing here, and I think we are in a unique position um, with recording as quickly as we do, and and hopefully getting this out uh, as fast as possible um, to get in front of hopefully a lot of the Cushing out. Yeah, Cushing out, or just I was gonna say general fan reactions. Oh, um, I just was but saying things. You, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head with what I was talking about. And I think, um, you know, we, we sat there in the press conferences and so did the media. And he talked about how uh, in the, you know, unique way that he came into this role uh, in the at the unique time that he did uh, in midseason uh, off a break with three games in the next seven days. I believe we actually have midweeks for the next three weeks. So we're talking a game every three to four days for for a while for his first month um that started with three incredibly difficult matchups colorado i mean they are 10th in the west but uh they're not they're not a slouch team obviously they were able to get a point against us at home the derby and then philly um and he, he talked about how when you come into a role like that with that uh volume of games there's no room period to be making tactical changes. And he also talked about how, and this is something I think that is like a trend in the world is like the committee of coaches. Yeah. Um, as Medi, much, Medi looks like he's in more control than, than mm, Nick Cushing from the sideline views. Yeah, and as much as, uh, you know, Ronnie ho- would hold a head coach position or Cushing holds a head coach position, especially in city football group, you see that committee of coaches where, um, it's not total blame or total uh, building somebody up if things go right um, or blame when things go wrong. And because of that, it's easier to just roll with the same tactics. Um, and that's basically what in most press conferences he echoed is that there's not time for him to come in and completely change a system that would do way more harm than good Um so really, you know, all, all that he can really be knocked for is, I think, team selection and then the passion that flows through him into the players to make them perform. Yeah. Well, well the, the problem is he, no matter what this season, he's going to be seen as the stepdad that mm-hmm. came in and um, 
he's gonna be judged like that. It's you know it sucks. It but but other teams that I've watched have gone through it, and, and that exact thing has happened, where you're just you're you're the stepdad that came in late, and um, you know we weren't excited. It's not necessarily like we were you know chomping at the bit to get Nick Cushing in the in the role and Ronnie out. You know we were comfortable in where we were. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were we were happy little kids with what was going on and um, things were changed basically pulled a, a rug under us so you know he's gonna get the bad end of, of some some takes and some some uh, opinions <laughs> he Just, already has it is what it is it's gonna be you know until those results start turning t- turning green it's not streets are not gonna be safe for him yeah all. I th- yeah I think uh we we should take the same approach that we you know say with the refs and look at the body over body of work over the next course of uh, three weeks or whatever with you know when we get past the midweek every week thing right and look at the bigger picture and say okay how did we actually instead of looking at uh, you know Colorado ending in a tie and Red Bulls ending uh, in this this shocking loss maybe these are the only draw and loss we have out of these next six or seven games. Um, I mean, you'd hope so. Yeah. <laughs> you'd hope so. If you're Nick Cushing, you certainly hope so. You'd hope so. Um, but, yeah, I, I think hopefully we can look at it from a, a, a bird's eye view a month from now and say that was a rocky start, but we're we're still first in the East, and, you know, there yep. there's other hardware to, to challenge for. Yeah, well, in other hardware, that's worth, you know, going after, so... Yeah, and other hardware that's worth more than the uh, Open Cup. That's my <laughs> copium, uh, dose of copium for the listeners today. Well, it's going to be funny because I, I probably won't go on Twitter till tomorrow just because <laughs> I just don't want to be tempted to put out any copium into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm assuming the Red Bulls are clapping back, like, you know, with something about what happened earlier. I wanted with- to mention uh, the Hunter kid he, he got thrown into uh the little nycfc group chat that we all have and um yeah i I believe after the third goal went in he said i'm having a pretty bad time right now (laughs) so his mentions must be the streets and peace to him the complete streets sign out of twitter for the next seven no matter how many times you tweet this is for all of the fraudulent non-new york team the New Jersey Red Bull fans, no matter how many times you tweet us, no matter how many times you cry in our in our comments, <laughs> no matter how many times you show up to Yankee Stadium and scream about how we're in a baseball stadium and we don't have a home, you don't got a cup like us. And they had a and you quite a head start. And you got a huge head start. Huge one. You don't have the cup. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to get yelled at by some Bradley Beal-looking guy. <laughs> Lewis Morgan. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, that's your COVID pass. That's your COVID um, pass. It can't be COVID. It can't be. It, I'm no um, doctor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's my copium for the night. I'm glad that we you have. Guys don't have a cup. Yeah, I'm gonna Stop say I'm, I'm like glad it. that we have a podcast. Thank you guys for uh, listening to what was just um, the vent session for us yeah. to get over that match. Imagine we had to now just sleep I feel on it. Good, actually. Imagine we just like because back in the day, yeah, like the City Field uh, playoff game. Yeah, well, because back in the day, like a little, just a little sneak peek into our lives. <laughs> back in the day, 
we didn't have the money to go spend on games like that. So when we did yeah. and we lost and it was it was just extra bad mm-hmm. and we would have, you know, we would come home and have sleep for dinner yep. and, you sleep know, and in a, <laughs> sleep and depression from the loss. Sleep for dinner, depression for uh, yeah. dessert. And so it was it was extra down bad. And then wake up and go to we Staples prayed. at 6 a.m. for prayed. breakfast. For something like this, where we can just get on, get it off our chest, and wake up for work. And now again we can the next go day. to yeah work tomorrow as happy, uh, happy individuals and humans. At least happier just than the old us would have. People been. who can cope with with the next day, mm-hmm. you know. So thank you guys for that. And hopefully, listening uh, to us uh, going through those five stages of grief on uh, on camera and on <laughs> mic um, pushes you guys through the stages as well. Um, like we said, try to keep it short. Try to get it out uh, early, either Thursday or Friday morning, depending on when you hear this, um, and make you know the work day and the commute a little bit easier. So, yeah. and if uh, you know if you ever see a New Jersey Red Bull fan in the comments piping <laughs> up, just remind them they don't have a cup, and we do. <clears throat> yep, and that's the end of that. And we're gonna get two before they get one. I, I that I'll bet money on. At the end of the day. Or maybe not. But no, definitely not. Anyways, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.